0: This is Courtney Brandt, and you're listening to CSR of One from EMEA-FM. On today's episode, we're proud to feature our youngest guest of the season. All of 11, Una was diagnosed with high-functioning autism a couple of years ago. While I'm always inspired by our guests, I was very impressed with her attitude and how she reacted to her diagnosis.
1: I was very inspired by what I have researched and found out online. And I thought that it would be good to try and spread the awareness and try to help others like me or with more severe autism as well. And so how did you approach um, the
0: organization with Hope? Did you go to them? Had you had you been to an event of theirs? Or how did you kind of come up and say, hey, this is something I want to be involved with?
1: Well, um, my mum went to a training course there and um, she got like close with the like good friends with the owner of the place and um, she thought that it was a very good thing and she told her all about me and they asked if I could do presentations and go there and try and help and do things with the children and stuff. So um, because I thought it was very good and it is very good, I decided to go along and see what I could do.
0: Um. So how did you kind of approach that? How did you say, you know, there's a message that I want to share. How did you go about doing that?
1: I thought about what I, um, before I got diagnosed, I thought was just normal. And I thought about, um, the different sensory needs of our children with autism or even adults as well. Um, so then I decided, um, my dad's very good at presentations. So I got him to help a little bit with the PowerPoint and stuff, but, um, together as a family, we put together about a 30 page long, um, PowerPoint about, um, um, Just different sensory needs and I got my sister to answer a few questions as well because um, you have different ways that you come across things as a sibling or as a parent. Knowing like going into a room you've you've developed this presentation you've worked really hard on it
0: and what were kind of the feelings before after during did you get good questions?
1: Well before I was very nervous because um, it was in a class presentation and and my friends they were very kind and stuff but they they hadn't really heard of much special needs um or autistic people and um and I was very nervous because I didn't know how they take it because I showed it to my family before just to see if it was good and um they had a lot of questions and things and I wanted to make sure that I had enough knowledge to answer their questions and during it um I felt like it was going well because I spoke and then them guys looked intrigued and they looked like they enjoyed it, which made me very happy and made me think that I'd done a good job. Mm -hmm. And then after they asked very good questions, um, I was able to answer all of them. That's great. (laughs) Which is good. Um, But um, my mom was on like a WhatsApp group with the parents and things and they were all messaging my mom to see... um, to, like try to ask questions from an adult's point of view and things like that, which I thought was very good, and they were they all loved um the fact that someone around them had autism and they could actually see how it worked in a way since your diagnosis has there
0: been a special memory either with the organization or in your own life where you've um had a breakthrough or a breakthrough with another person, maybe a friend, maybe a classmate
1: is there anything that sticks out to you um there's not been too many breakthroughs but sometimes it can happen around the house and things but um the best memory that i have um on the positive side would be um when recently we went to kenya and we did some teacher training um, because there was a whole SEN room there. And I did some training for them. And then we created a new um, classroom for them, got them special needs toys and um, things to help them. And my favorite memory of that would be when I saw the smiles in their faces and how the teacher could was able to interact with them now that she would learned how to do the things which was a very special memory for me and all of the people there that were helping.
0: You live here in the UAE, but you have family back in Ireland and you've traveled to Kenya. Have you noticed any difference between maybe um, how you're treated or the understanding of autism? Uh,
1: yes. In like the UK, um, England and Ireland, they, um, they understand in a way because there's quite a lot of special needs people. Um, which is very good because they know your needs and they know what they can do to help. But um, in Dubai, Dubai is is a very good place, but it also has a lot of sensory things, which can become a sight issue, like the roads and um, just... It's
0: constant. Yeah. Very constant here, yes.
1: But then in Kenya, um, they didn't have that much knowledge because. there wasn't that many people there but um they there was barely any schools there wasn't the there wasn't any centers or anything to help those children um but in we traveled to an orphanage and um they did try to support the children but they didn't they weren't educated enough to be able to do it properly mm-hmm. which um which we tried to help make and In the next couple of years that we want to travel there, we're going to try to um, involve more teaching and more understanding of any special needs, but in particular, autism. Stay with us and find out more about what Una is up to
0: and how you can help.
1: Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know about this other show we've been doing. It's an AMAYA FM original called Tales of the Trade, where we feature Dubai's entrepreneurs and pioneers and the stories behind the ideas that they've brought to life. You can find out more, check out our episodes and even subscribe in this very player where you're listening to Declutter Me or you can look us up on the web by visiting talesofthe.trade.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to CSR of One with Una. About two years ago, Una's mother, having worked herself at an autism center in Ireland and helping children there, saw Una show some of the same qualities they had, and thought it would be a good idea to get her daughter tested.
1: And I actually didn't know I was getting tested. Um, I thought it was something because we were moving to Dubai soon that I had to do for the school or something like that. But the they were very kind. The people there were lovely, and they. They didn't have to, they didn't say anything that would make you feel uncomfortable. They just say, they'd ask you a couple questions, see if you, um, like, do memory tricks
0: or something. Okay, so it's nothing, you you weren't intimidated. It was because occupational therapists obviously have been trained very well. And you were just, okay, I'm doing a test, which at your age, unfortunately,
1: you still have to do a lot of tests. (laughs) (laughs) If they have to, and if they don't, like, in a way, find enough information, they'd come to your school and see how you are with your friends, your social life, and in class. At that point, I thought it was an inspector for our class. <laughs> but then when my mom told me, it made a bit more sense.
0: <laughs> Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's maybe struggling with, you know, they've got a diagnosis, whether they're high functioning or otherwise, that you would you would say to them?
1: I'd say that they should try to embrace the things that they have. And in um, particularly with high functioning, but all types of autism, um, you're way your brain works in a very special way, and uh, they should try to use what their knowledge is and what they can do to try and help other people, and for the family to just try to support them as best they can, but making sure that they make the right decisions in in their life.
0: There's something just so positive about Una; she leaves you feeling inspired too, and she's been spreading this positivity and awareness beyond just Hope Medical.
1: I'm going to go to Ireland this summer for a holiday and I'm going to um, do a sponsorship run and um, I'm going to try and meet up with a the center there that my mum used to work at. I've spoken at my school quite a few times because I've moved around quite a lot so I've done it um, about three times. And um, so you just you would go to your school and they and you
0: would say these these are the needs I have and I want to tell the students about it?
1: Well I've come up with presentations and things and um I have talked my mom's talked to my teacher um and they've been willing to let me do a short presentation to my class or to my friends um so that they can understand what I I need and what I, they can do to help me
0: how do, how do we help hope how do we get the word out what are some what are some of the needs that you see that that we could help as the community to to either connect Uh, children or people who have are on the spectrum or the organization itself how can we help
1: you can help by um well you could either go down there and um just have a chat with them see what they need you to do but um you can also help by just getting involved like um like making sure that anyone with um autism or any type of needs um that happens to be around you, or in your class, or at your work, and things you just support them a little bit more. How many people
0: um, does the does the organization help? Is it just kind of ongoing, and and people who have
1: needs come in and meet with them, or how do how do they provide the help to the community? Um, they provide the help to the community by um, well, they get specialist people and from other countries, um, but they see who is willing to want to try to help their children and try to um like involve them in different things but because um but most of the people there are have quite quite severe needs like they are nonverbal and things so they've come up with different theories to try and help those people and um, they spread the word as best they can and people just come they meet up with them put sessions online and things like that, and um, I've had a physio session there, which was um, good. All the people there are very kind, which is nice.
0: Do you have ongoing sessions, or do you go as and when you need it?
1: Yeah, I go when I need it, but when I was younger, I had to have a few special sessions because, um, like, I was numb. Well, I was verbal, but it took me a while to start speaking, and it took me, like, my ears were very... Uh, not
0: not great so like listening and hearing and interpretations of sound my husband actually does a lot of oversight he's working on um expo and his company is responsible for especially in the mobilization of persons of determination and making sure as a site that it's and schools as well they do they do that um so how is it um you know being i know there's many different categories of persons of determination how is it for you here uh in dubai
1: um, in Dubai, it's been very good because um they've created a card type of thing. You go through a short process where you can get this special card, meaning that if you go to certain places, you can show them the card or show them your um your dying diagnosis. diagnosis. Mm-hmm. um, but um, it means that they can give you, in a way treatment, make sure that you're okay with things and you can get a special entry. And it means that they that the people around you in that area will just make sure that you're um, happy and okay and comfortable
0: in, yeah. the, in the situation you're in. That's great. You're getting started now at ten and eleven. Um, what do, you know? How do you want this to grow as you grow? Do, are you going to continue to speak to people? Is it something you want to go into some sort of future career?
1: Um, yeah, I'd like to store up um like different things, and I want to make sure that I can support businesses like COPE's medical center and um, and places all over the world. And I wanna try and help them. But when I'm like in the next couple of years, I'd like to maybe write a book or um, or start doing more things around the community because um, we're going to move soon. So we're, um, there's a whole new community <laughs> That I can share with.
0: Is there anything you'd like to share with the community about your community?
1: Well, my community is um, a very nice and sweet community, <laughs> but um, for anyone really, um, particularly the people who have autism, they should know that, um, that autism doesn't stop a person from doing something, and they're just as capable as anyone else. Um, And in some ways, they can be more capable as well, which no one really looks at it that way because they think that autism should be despised on or isn't a very great thing to have. But that's my class said. And then when I showed them the presentation, they thought it was a really cool thing to have autism.
0: (laughs) Over the last few years in the UAE, we've seen a growing awareness for autism. There are now multiple centers around the country that help with diagnosis and assessment. In 2007, the UAE government partnered with the Autism Rocks organization to build a permanent music venue called the Autism Rocks Arena, which helps awareness and sets a positive tone every time a big star performs at the venue. Una hopes to continue raising awareness and promises to blog and share a lot more on Instagram as well. You can follow her at AgentAuti1 and there's a link to her profile in the show notes. This episode was hosted by me, Courtney Brand, and produced by Chirag Desai. You can find out more information about the show by visiting our website amayafm slash csr of one and also follow us on Instagram. Until next week, remember to be nice out there on social media. Think about sharing something for someone else.